Welcome to the Need More Buffs podcast, the unofficial Lightseekers podcast sponsored by DeliveryCrab.com. DeliveryCrab.com, your number one source for Lightseekers cards and three points of healing. Welcome back, Seekers, to episode 22 of Need More Buffs. I am your host, Matt Sonnenberg, and today is the day we have all been waiting for, the release of Lightseekers Mythical. As many of you know, this is the first major expansion for the Lightseekers TCG. It's something we've been waiting for for months now, and it is finally here. Many of you by this point have probably received your pre-orders. You're ready to open them up if you haven't already, and I'm hoping this will give you something to listen to in the background or whatever the case may be while you're creating your first decks or just opening the cards in the first place and taking a look at them. For those of you who didn't pre-order, I do still have plenty of Lightseekers Mythical stock on the site for sealed product, as well as singles that will be going up on the site at some point today. Additionally, on DeliveryCrab.com, you'll be able to find checklists for all of these cards that are coming out in Lightseekers Mythical, including all of the reprints, so you know what cards to look out for and figure out what you have and don't have. In this week's episode, I'm bringing back Chris and Benny. These are the two gentlemen that are largely responsible for creating the Lightseekers TCG in the first place. And I wanted to bring them back on and discuss Wave 2. How how do you get into expanding a card game? Where do you start? Where do you go? And I think we're going to learn a lot of interesting information. Because this is just release day, I didn't want to dive into too much theory. I didn't want to... confuse too many people who aren't familiar with the cards that are just coming out. So we're not going to discuss a deck list on today's show. I will definitely bring Chris and Benny back on at some point to discuss some Wave 2 decks. But for now, we're just going to be discussing how they created Wave 2. One quick technical note, the microphones did cut out for a few seconds in the middle of the episode, so there may be a little awkward space or a a weird cut in the middle from the time I was unable to recover. Finally, the show notes for this episode, which will include any links we discuss and contact information for our guests and such, can be found at deliverycrab.com slash 022. That's deliverycrab.com slash 022. Now, if you got your packs all ready to go, start opening them up, and let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show, Chris and Benny. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, thanks. Yeah, thank you. Doing well. That's good to hear. We got a big week coming up here, or actually, <laughs> by the time this releases, I mean, th- th- this is releasing on release day. I I don't think you planned it that way, but... <laughs> That's the way it's going to go. Yeah, so It was all shed around delivery grab. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yes. But we have the release of Lightseekers Mythical, the first expansion to the Lightseekers TCG. And I think it's safe to say that everybody is very excited about this. You've kind of been teasing things now for the past month or so. And yeah. these cards look fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, as we've gone on about before, like, we're, like, it's kind of, we were happy with the bar before, but we kind of raised it again, we think. Sure. I mean, all credit to the artists, obviously, not not us. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of people in and outside the company that care about the art style and just taking it to the next level again and again. And we've already seen cards beyond Wave 2, and it keeps going higher and higher. It's like, 
not not getting hyped the way through already, but you know, it's just uh, things yeah, can only get better. Yeah, yeah that's good true. to hear. Yeah. Uh, do you two in particular have input at least into what the the card art looks like? Uh, we have input of varying degrees. <laughs> like uh, there are some cards where, so not for this set, uh, but there are some uh, other cards where the art has been made first, and then we create effects around what the card looks like. Interesting. Uh, there's some space for that because we don't. Like we, it's not like we had 152 holes to plug with this set. Yeah. yeah, there's there's some there's some leeway to play around with. And when the artists have a cool idea of like, oh, I want to make a Tyrax that does this, then cool, we'll fit it and build around that. Usually, it is a card with an effect that we that we describe and put in put on paper first. Uh, sometimes it's just for this one, it doesn't matter what it is. But sometimes we have some specific requests where we had a character location from the universe in mind for this. Would you mind okay. doing something like this? Or sure. some mechanics obviously govern that it needs to be of a specific type thing that might be relevant in the so future. some icons on the card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yes. I, I, I don't, don't figure we'll be talking I'm too sure much about those, but up. yeah. Um, well, since you brought it up, yes. Just for <laughs> some people that might not know, might be seeing the cards for the first time. Uh, th- there are two new kind of icons that are on the Lightseekers Mystical cards. The first one is on the right hand side, um, just above the, like the name of the card. Well, the name of the action card, I guess if it's a, yeah, uh, yep. character card is going to be below the name, but all of them just have the number two. Yep. And that's just, uh, yeah, so that's, yes, yeah, so that's just identify which way it's, it's in. So this way two is mythical. And that will also go on any reprint, so you can tell them apart as well from the previous ones. Good to um, know. Yeah. And the idea of, obviously, if in some organized plays or tournaments, we do end up leaning on waves, or that might be a restriction in some mm-hmm. in some tournaments. You could obviously restrict it based on the number, so it's clearly clearly identified on a, on a deck when you bring it to to the, uh, the the event. Yeah. So six to eight is allowed, or whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. And those yeah. can be various different formats, of course. Is there any reason in particular? I, I I've heard you say it, and I think I've seen it on the the like the sketch the mockups of the booster packs and such. You call it Wave Two. Is there is there any reason in particular for that? Uh, no, internally, some people use Wave, some people use Set. set. I think Wave just came out on top. Uh, wave, uh, yeah, like there was no like official voting process. It was one day, like, well, we have the packaging done now, and it says Wave. All right. Uh, so that's when I change all my documents from set to wave. Yeah. So okay. I might say set, and you slip up a few times. Yeah. yeah I, I I definitely started out saying set, and then all, all the stuff came out with wave two. I'm like, well, okay, I guess I can change it. If, I, mean, I I don't know if if, <laughs> if it'll catch on or not, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but then you mentioned the other icon, the more <laughs> mysterious icon on the left hand side, which isn't on all of the cards though. No. Correct. So, uh, so this is basically for a future mechanic. Um, in can I say what wave that's in? Yeah, yeah. So that's a wave three mechanic where okay. we're um, extending the game and what it can do a little bit, and that will be important then. Uh, there's a fair amount of icons. I've got to be careful how far I go down this rabbit hole. Fair <laughs> amount of icons. Um, and yeah, for now they don't do anything. They will in the future, and because uh, like we just talked about the wave icons being like you know in the set potentially for organized play or whatnot. Yeah. We want to make sure that people who are buying cards this year don't have to buy the same ones again you know, later this year just because they didn't have the icons on the first time. We're just uh, you know, proactively applying the mechanics, so to speak. 
Uh, but it'll make a lot more sense in uh, a few months, maybe. <laughs> it's, a, it's a minefield, this conversation, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of places it could go. But, but it's nice to see people speculating it. And uh, we've seen a few close guesses uh, to some of it as well. So, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a feeling some of the more experienced card players out there might have some idea what's going on. But yeah, um, yeah. I either way, I'm excited to to find out what it does, and just the fact that you're finding ways already to expand the game <laughs> again. Like it's blows my mind. I, I I don't know how you guys keep doing this. Yeah, no, I, I think we're I think we're particularly happy with this one as well because it's quite a nice introduction to a new mechanic. It, it feels like it belongs in the game, and it's not like a it's not it's not a bolt on mechanic just to, for the sake of making the game larger or more complicated. It doesn't necessarily make it more complicated, but it it feels like it belongs and it leads to interesting decks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean, we've we've been playing with those mechanics internally for like almost a year now. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're free now, but uh, but and it's like some of the first reactions which were like really positive was that it just feels like secret still. It's not like we're overcomplicating anything or anything like that. Exactly. So we're, we're very happy with that. Anyway, yeah. Back to <laughs> mythical. Good, good to hear. Yeah. So. Speaking of mythical, yes. How how long have you actually been planning mythical? I mean, maybe you didn't know exactly what cards were going to be in the set, but when when can you kind of go back to and say, yeah, this is when it started? Yeah, so it's a bit of a blur. Mm. Like I think a few <laughs> of the cards came like way before even the first set was out. Yeah. I want to say 2016 at some point. Wow. I recall a flight. Maybe, maybe late, yeah. Yeah, so a flight. flight yeah, because obviously, uh, so I think Chris and I often do it. If we fly somewhere, we kind of spend the 8 to 12 hours on the plane just designing cards. That's all we do. <laughs> annoying people around us are trying to sleep. Yeah, really annoying this old woman on the way to America once, actually. Yeah, that's so yelled at her. But yeah, so we, uh, and, uh, so that's the only, that's my kind of reference of time here was that I know we had some flights in December 2016 when we were definitely working on this. Yeah. So it was well underway then. Was that in wave three? Yeah, that might have been. It's, it's, uh, it's anyway. awkward because some and, yeah. of the cards we, we put together were like, actually, that's not relevant right now, but we like the idea. So we'll bump it to a future wave. Yeah. So we can stop, we can, you know, we got stock for the future already. Like we already got some lined up for wave five in the spreadsheet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wave two was, as far as we were concerned originally, uh, kind of complete like spring last year. Mm-hmm. So in probably March, April of 2017, I think the way it was kind of like, cool, we have we have all the cards we need for it now. Yeah, We had been playtesting a fair amount. We kept playtesting it, obviously, over the, the, the months to follow. Uh, but then, like, the last changes, like a few new cards made it in. So I mean, we talked a bit about, we like to spoke about reprints already. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some changes regarding reprints were done quite late because we had... Originally, more reprints are currently in there. Yep. Um, we took a big chunk of them out because there was a time we weren't really sure about how would Wave 1 and 2 overlap in terms of sales. Like, do we need to put more Wave 1 stuff in Wave 2 to make sure people keep getting them? Yeah. But it turns out that's not really an issue now. So then we stripped out some of the, uh, to us, unnecessary reprints mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that people got more new stuff straight away just to avoid chance of... So you can't you can't get a pack with nothing new in it. Like, that's impossible. Uh, <laughs> that's good to hear, yes. And, yeah. and, like, there was a point in time where actually this is, like, one in a few thousand chance where that might happen, and for the person who gets that, that's going to be quite annoying. So we we did a bunch of card swaps between... We took out some reprints in, like, January, I think it was, this year. Yep. So not long ago at all. 
And we took out some reprints in January and moved in some cards from Wave 3 into it. I mean, for example, uh, Green Sprout yep. was a Wave 3 card originally. Okay. Um, among some other ones. Like, uh, so, yes, we moved some, some cards in. Uh, and then the last changes we made were like... I mean, they were... Uh, so Chrono Warper was one of them, wasn't it? And Mickey Magmites. And that was to the point where they were already printing the cards. We weren't, we weren't sure if they actually got to print in those cards because <laughs> we spotted a typo. So to say, um, it said, it said final state rather than final corner. And we're like, oh, this is not, this is not a word we use, but it must have been a word we decided to use at the time of the card. And, uh, we actually caught that one in time. Same with like mimicking mammites, just minor text changes. Yeah, where it said resets instead of restarts. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and that one was on the conveyor belt, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was like three weeks ago, two <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, even though like we were, as far as we were concerned, like, yeah, cool, set is done, like, about a year ago. Yep. Uh, but then, yeah. Still change happen and even though we had up throughout the year yeah and it's it's strange that like even though we had like ourselves and probably five other people just kind of going over every single card with a fine tooth comb like five six times each mm. there's still this weird like no one spotted that word really how a few things so hence the the late changes to uh to chrono warper and mimic magmites and sure. reflector and reflector yes <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's. Uh, um, I mean, I think the total creation time, like the batch of cards, were created quite quickly overall. Like the big chunk of cards were done over a couple of months, really. If even that, like mm-hmm. said flights, like a, a plane flight for us is usually about fifty cards. Yeah, is how we equate a flight. Wow. Going going back to these flights, then how <laughs> how do you even start designing a card? Like, it, it, do you have a process you use for each card, or? Is- uh, is it kind of all over the board? Yeah, so we have a we have a few different approaches. Sometimes it's we know this particular place that is quite strong. We want mm. to give more orders ways to fight back against that, or make some unaligned card to deal with it. Okay. Uh, in which in which in which case we sit down and cool. How do we play against a particular aggressive deck, for example? Like what tools could someone need to not kill the deck type, but just have more options mitigate to, it? Yeah. yeah, mitigate and play against it. Uh, what kind of counterplays can we put in? So sometimes it's just we need a counterplay mechanic and we're looking around for ways to do that. Sometimes it's a case of we want to emphasize the gameplay and the strength and weakness of this deck a bit. Uh, so let's create something that pushes. For example, let's say we take a Storm card. We might want to have another card in Storm that benefits off playing combo cards. Mm-hmm. Um, or some more self-damaging effects in tech. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that leads to design a little bit as well. And then cool, how can we play around that in more ways, like with uh, Contrabubble, for example, like ways to incorporate those those mechanics in more ways. Um, but still feeling like they belong in the orders yeah. as they are. Uh, there's also a bit of a minefield uh, to walk in terms of not making every order a... Like, not giving every order access to all types of strings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are some orders are quite light on multi-corner damaging buffs. <laughs> uh, like, if you look at Mountain, for example, they have, say, uh, a Magma Worm, worm yeah. and to some extent Shattered Volcano, but... As you might have noticed, there aren't any other sequential corners of damage on amounts of cards, really, outside of uh, combos, perhaps. Yeah, uh, well, I was going to say there's like Earthquake uh, and stuff. but Yeah, so uh, combos tend to, we tend to allow combos to break some of those rules, but it's also making sure that, cool, we need to make an aggressive card for fire, but it can't be something like this. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then it's the restriction that kind of guides the process a bit, as opposed to the initial, like there's not, not always a specific goal. It might just be we know we want an aggressive fire card here. Work within the limitations. Yeah, and then that, that cool. brings what, it in. 
what ideas can come up with that don't step on the toes of uh, of the limitations. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so- I mean, I suppose sometimes actually, sorry to go on about that one, but it's sometimes also about here's a set of underused mechanics of cards. Like mm-hmm. here might be a hero that we want to see a bit more use out of, so we might make a few cards more tuned around around that. Uh, so helping out some older cards by making new ones that fit well within their playstyle. I so I w- I did notice that within this set, I think there I I didn't get a final count on it now, but do you know offhand how many heroes are in the new set? Or um, in, there in, are, new heroes um, at least. Uh, uh, new heroes are uh, two commons, three uncommons, three rares, and then one per order if you want to put that way. Mythic. Uh, so it's effectively yeah six. 60? 60? I want to say 60. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, minus, minus 6 for the new. Uh, so there's, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, minus 6 in the new. Uh, yeah, so 54 new, 60 in total. Okay. Well, do you think going forward that this kind of ratio is going to stay the same? Like, are we going to keep getting this many heroes just to give you more options? Or is this just because it's an earlier wave that uh, you, you want to build up those options early on? Uh, yeah, no, uh, this won't be the ratio going forward. Uh, we already know that the future ratios are different. Uh, okay. fewer, fewer heroes, be specific about that. Yep. It kind of, uh, we've had lots of discussions about this one with heroes. Like, there have been a few different goals and a few different things we want to solve. And we, we kind of happen to be, to be brutally honest, we kind of happen to solve in different ways that counteract each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we, so some of the things we want to do was uh, we looked at we want to make sure that every element is uh, fairly represented uh, yep. to some or to some extent not exactly equal but that's what I was, uh, that's one of the reasons why we had three per per rarity so in theory we could make a, a rare hero that is one of each of the elements within an order mm-hmm. um, it was also a case that we saw way too many duplicate heroes in wave one yep. <laughs> uh, people are talking about far too many heroes. Yeah. And I think somewhere down the line, uh, we kind of decided to solve them in two different ways. Mm. Uh, one was, let's make more different heroes so that the chance of getting the same one is lower. But then later on, we also tweaked from further discussion, we tweaked the appearance in booster packs. So fewer, so you don't always get a hero in a booster pack. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just happened that both those hung around. So uh, <laughs> obviously you get fewer and there are more. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's that, already a lesson learned for future waves yeah. um, for the hero distributions. So you did mention uh, within the booster packs, like you are not guaranteed a hero per pack anymore. Uh, um, correct. Do, do you do you want to cover just what we can expect from the mythical booster packs? Uh, yeah, so they will still contain uh, five common cards that can be uh, action or combos. Uh, combos are also lowered in. Uh, also dramatically that, low. <laughs> yeah, there are dramatically fewer combos appearing now. Those, those were two big gripes I think yeah. that we and some customers had about the wave one boost packs was too many combo cards, too many heroes. Yep. So both of those have been reduced quite drastically. Um, so there are still five commons uh, which can be combos, but they're, they're far less likely to be. Uh, there are two uncommons, one rare, and then one slot which um, uh, is typically a. a combo or hero although i do think in the final final changes that slot could in theory be yeah, a, a rare action card as well yeah. okay uh, but the distribution has stayed the same anyway and then finally a 10th slot the new slot which is a guaranteed foil uh, so instead of having a chance of some card being foil you just always get one now and that foil can be of any type so that could be a or any category 
Yeah, no type. Type as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, any type. So it could be a, a fold hero combo or action card. Okay. And as far as mythics go, yep. do, d- is there a certain rarity for them? Uh, there is. Uh, so uh, we, uh, we don't want to say exactly what that rate is. <laughs> Um, but, but when it comes to all these, so we, uh, so one thing we can say is that we are maybe obviously always, uh, we're reading a lot of discussions about what people think that uh, the writers are, what they should be, yeah. uh, what they're expecting. And also discussions about obviously the, the breakdown of, do we actually want to have a hero every pack? Do we not? Yeah. There's more discussion about that now as opposed to just annoying to have too many Leos. Um, <laughs> And but, this is something we can change based on feedback on the fly mid-wave if needs be. We can yeah, because the wave is divided into different print runs. So basically have a small window where we can take up feedback and then modify future, exactly. uh, future okay. prints. Uh, so we are currently kind of just waiting to see what people think. And then if we need to act, we will act for the next print run. Yeah. And obviously this will hopefully like lock down more of future waves being as everyone would want from the start if, if that's where we end up. Yeah, because I think now, now we can't test in two extremes almost. Wave one was the... You always get the heroes, always get mm. vendor combos, etc. Uh, wave two has gone kind of the other way instead. Like, you know, the ratio of cards will be the ratio you need to make a deck. Yeah. Uh, but I could, but some might say that as too stingy. Maybe people won't have some spare heroes, perhaps. Like that's that's to be seen, of course. But but that gives us some flexibility to react if necessary. Yeah. Awesome. So th- I guess then the other question I want to ask about the mythics is which. Would they always appear in that hero slash combo slot? Uh, they could be foil as well. Yeah, they can be in the ten. Uh, okay, uh, but otherwise, yes. Okay, but that's uh, that's the slot they would take up. It's they're not going to take up like instead of a common, you're going to get a mythic. Uh, uh, no, so uh, the, uh, uh, no, so there's a slight due to how the so in theory, yes, that's where they would appear. <laughs> I think that because of the way that boost bikes are put together on the conveyor belts. They might sometimes be in this, like if you were to flip through the card in a booster pack, oh. it might not always be, say, the ninth card. They sure, sure. Might be the eighth. I can't say for sure, but there might be some variance there. But the the ratio remains the same whether they are eighth or ninth card. Okay. But this effectively slot they compete for, yeah. And yeah, you d- you did mention then that mythics can come in foil as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes, they can. <laughs> okay. Those I I can't imagine how rare those are going to be. They look awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. That's good to hear. But but all the cards in this set can do have a foil version, even the reprints. Uh, yes. yes. Okay. Uh, they're obviously slightly, they're slightly different. That the reprints have the the oh, two yeah. and potential other symbol and the foil. So yeah. I think some of the foil trim is different as well, isn't it? How is she compared? Uh, like, I, is the astral priest foil the same between wave one and two? I got a feeling there might be some differences. There's a first reprint confirmed. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> A card, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I don't actually know. I suspect they, I suspect they are, but I don't know for sure. Uh, that would be Tom might sneakily just tweet. Yeah, those. I imagine Tom might have tweeted them because yeah, he, the foil. Yeah, that's worth actually mentioning at some point there. The foiling on these is is gone down very well. Like the foil mask, like just what yeah. is shiny, what isn't, and how cool they look as a result. It's got um, a lot of you know raised eyebrows and positive comments. I mean, they some of them. I mean, mo- all of them look great, but like some of them are just like are so well foiled. Yeah, the yeah, Tom has, beautiful. yeah. Tom has done a great job because he's now because before we had a few different like few different people doing the foil treatments, which is why you've seen like people commented on like on this one the character is foiled, on this yep. one the yeah. background is foiled instead, and so on. Uh, whereas for this one, Tom has by himself just 
painstakingly sat down and handed down every single one. And, and some, of them, some of them really got like, the characters where he's done, like, all oh, the eyes are foil, so, like, you can look at it in the background for but, like, the eyes are glowing in there. Some of those are, like, very cool. And, yeah, like, the electricity and, like, lightning effects are, are really, yeah, like, yeah, the vibrant. De- yeah, detail is great. Yeah. Wonderful. So I, I know you kind of mentioned this when we were talking about going into the design of uh, designing a card, but how how do you ensure that new cards are balanced not only <laughs> with the the previous set but with all the cards that are coming out in the new set? Uh, so we have a few like little safety checks like. We run a fair amount of maths just on cards in general whenever we make them. Sure. Uh, so we, there's a certain we. Which there's a we, system to it. Yeah, we we have value for things, and we make sure that certain cards stay within some value boundaries. Uh, those are always harder to do when it's things that trigger off other things, mm-hmm. unless the coins are clunky, of course, in which case we know how many times it can trigger. But things like how does this interplay with mimicking horrors or stubborn everox and things like that always need to be kept in mind. And that's also a and in that evaluation, like that the that's among the first things we do on a new card is just evaluate it and and try to balance it on paper accordingly and it's quite it's usually clear when some of those values are variable and then it's just a question of how consistent do we think this can be pulled off like how often mm-hmm. can you make how many times can bug rider increase damage by three like what are the choices in which you can do so and then some of those then put up warning flags for cool if we do this then we need to make sure that future cards can't do xyz so, I mean, for example, the Magma Worm example that I've mentioned before is like there's a reason why some orders don't have those trickle damage effects because we don't want you to line up a bunch of uh, trickle damage on top of, say, Storm Shame, and we can also spike on top of that. <laughs> yep. So cards like that also put a bit of uh, emphasis on things we, we can't really do. And then, to be honest, beyond that, it's kind of just sometimes we make little notes, but that's quite rare. Usually it's just, you no, know, we... Uh, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we keep in our minds what, what cards do what, and then we play test, and as the set gets, or the set of cards gets bigger, uh, then we start noting down, like, remember not to do this, remember not to do this yep. here, this mm-hmm. can't do this. So we have a bit of like a green light, red light document being built up slowly, which is, here's what Dread can and can't do, uh, because of XYZ. Sure. So, so is it safe to say that throughout the process, then you, you have cards that maybe, met all the math requirements but then once he started playtesting with them it's like yeah that's not going to work and just gets completely removed uh, yeah, yes. is a good example isn't it yeah uh yeah flame Burrow used to be a very different card so now flame Burrow is a burn card it's an attack does two damage and any fire cards you've played this same turn are moved back to your hand uh, that used to be a rotating buff with four corners. Two uh, damage? Uh, I think it was two 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 yeah but was in play you can't Play fire attack cards. Yeah, it was. So that was our way to say, like, all right, we can put in a damage or time effect here, but to avoid some of the spikes that we didn't necessarily want, or the additional spikes, like line up three of these and on top of the ritual side, you then hit something else as well. <laughs> uh, we then said, cool, you can't use fire attacks as a result. But then playing it, it, it kind of just it did not work out the way we had in mind at all, yeah. and the card was completely reworked as a result. Okay. Uh, jumping back to the mythic heroes. Yep. There obviously are only six of them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming we'll probably see more in the future. Yep. Yep. Okay. So how, how did you go about deciding which elements to include with each other? 
so this one was the so we had an original decision which was we don't for the first set of mythic heroes we do not want to mess up the buff removal aspect uh, so all orders but one remove buffs with their utility elements so to speak the third one so you have crystal crystal leeches on crystal uh, shadow puppets in shadow thunder slugs in air and so on with the exception of craze Man. bombers yeah. which sure. have an explosive yep so if we swapped the first or third element around uh, we would end up with one order not having buff removal by default yeah yeah uh, and another or one hero sorry and another hero having two and so we don't want to uh, we didn't want to introduce that with the first set of mythic heroes yeah so we just went with swapping the uh, defensive. the defensive element, which is the kind of the safer one. There, there's some. Uh, I mean, this actually we can see some evidence of like future proofing some cards in terms mm-hmm. of uh, astral. Uh, uh, astral and uh, I was going to say Tinkerbot actually as the oh, yeah. example. Yeah. But yeah, astral uh, got because the Luna was the element we chose to move around. We want to have some Luna cards that can still play off the astral way of playing. I was my last card, card without having access to solar or gravity, yeah. which is what things like Moonlight Borrower and Luna Shrika came from. Yeah. And then you also have things like Tinkerbot. Now that we know that we're mixing up the elements a bit from the get-go, Tinkerbot, for example, is uh, return a tech buff to your hand to avoid that. If that ever gets paired up with, say, uh, sure. well, odd one would be... Uh, so I'm thinking uh, Stone Scribes or, oh, right. uh, yeah. or Wave Crushers in some strange way. And that stores card, basically, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, Allows you to pick up a lot of cards yeah, in one action. So, yes, yeah, so we don't want to have... So that one is restricted tech because we don't want any future potential to just be uh, opening up these big can of worms where some cards just become incredibly powerful because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were a bit cautious with... Uh, I believe we just went with, like... We paired up a few that we liked the thematics of. Pairing, yeah. There were a few that we wanted to have because we have characters already existing in the lore. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Zelana Bloodroot has been in our law documents for a very long time. And so is uh, what's the uh, Overseer Tuskrage, right? He's in uh, the game. Yeah, uh, Tuskrage, obviously Carnage, um, <laughs> and uh, Blacktail. Now, these are characters have been mentioned in our law documents for such a long time, we want to have them. And so it's kind of finding ways to get those guys out there. And then a few ones that were made up for the sake of being these these new characters and integrated into the backstories. All right. A, a lot of new cards are coming out, and obviously <laughs> I, I don't know them as well as you do because... You've been working with them for years now, and I, I I just can't speak too much to them right now. But I'm not going to ask you specific questions about specific cards. That's I guess. Fine. But I do want to find out from your perspective, since you have been with these cards for for so long. Actually, first, before we get to the new cards, I I don't know if I've ever asked you guys. Do, so we'll, we'll go specific and then broad. So. From Awakening, what was your favorite hero? Oh, oh, that's that's tough. Uh, first. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's see, yours has got to be. Um, I you play them a lot. Yes, I play. I play. So the ones I play the most, like early, <laughs> early on, I loved Sicario. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I early always on, early on, everyone loves Sicario. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I, I haven't played as much. Lately, but Sicario was kind of like just a uh, how do we make these abyss cards like really impactful kind of hero. Yeah. So he, I I enjoyed him because he had a lot of just players around him back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, more recently, I played a lot of Boulder. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, it's, 
I it, whenever I go to Rush Dex, this bowl tends to be my go-to hero there. Uh, but, but like which one I actually like just you got a lot of like I have a lot of Cassini decks as well. Uh, but I feel like so many people play Cassini now that I can't I say Cassini anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Boulder's yeah. a nice pick. No, I haven't seen anyone uh, else play Boulder. You take your time. I'm trying to figure. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see what other ones do we? Oh God, like Nova. I play oh, yeah. very much. But uh, so Nova is probably my new favorite Dread hero, but also a little bit worrying at times. Yep. Uh, is always scared with any two healing abilities. What else do we have? Um, you end up going through all the heroes at this rate. Yeah. Olax oh, has been there as well. Oh, yeah. Angie's had a fair bit of love at this series as well. Yeah. Well, he didn't play them as much as I did. Yeah. That was mainly way too. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a tough question. Like, yeah, just me- mechanically wise, like, mechanically wise and art wise, are also two different things. But yeah, currently I play most with, I would say, right now I play a lot of Boulder and uh, Nova has been quite a lot of I like Nova, well. yeah. Is that your answer? Uh, Boulder. Yeah, let's say Boulder Nova. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I'll probably change my mind in like five minutes. <laughs> sure. So, um, obviously, excluding Zuna, um, <laughs> I will go... I'll probably go Cora, because uh, okay. I've, I've built a Cora deck recently, and I'm having a lot of fun with it, and it seems really good consistently, so I'm liking her paying off, and it's got an interesting effect that you can play too for an, like an aggressive side of things, or like, you know, slow trickle while staying alive. I don't want to sound copycat, but I do have a new appreciation for Nova. There's a nice, nice decks around her. Interesting. Um, Astro. I feel like Astro's not thinking of something obvious. Oh yeah, I did actually. Like when we went to Kili, I took an ancient Igneous deck, and he's kind of cool. Yeah. And that led to Ursa as well. It's in a list of the heroes. Now I, I, I would probably go with Cora into into maybe yeah. Nova again. I mean, Cyrus was also a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Cyrus is cool. I saw him played in the tournament at the weekend, and yeah, it was a. Catching a lot of people out to the, like he does what? <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a great moment where someone just, oh the seventeen yeah yeah someone played so yeah so one has, so a single person playing Cyrus there were four dread decks I think three Sicarius one Cyrus yep and someone was playing a quite aggressive uh, power into animal nature deck mm-hmm. okay and I think that raging spirit in play and play um, Violent Ash and uh, 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 Territorial Dominance. Oh, Territorial yeah, Dominance. Right, yes. for, they had more buffs to play, so 14 plus a 3 from Raging Spirit for 17 damage. That's the exact needed kill. Cool, I healed 19. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that, was, that wow. was a good play. Yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, it's, it's also just nice to, like, he gets, like, in the current, like, the, the last meta that's leading the way to before the disappearance of Fallen uh, Weaver in power. Uh, like he was kind of play quite nicely into the the big vine lash hits and things like that. Mm. But yeah, Cyrus is also up there for me. Yeah, he's pretty cool. So now I'm, I, I hesitate to ask even, but do you have a a, a favorite non hero card? Oh, in wave one. Yeah. Favorite not hero card. Uh, let's see. So for a long time it was mimicking horror. I was not you can say that first. Uh, <laughs> but it's also like so many people use another. I know. Something else. It's like it's the trend. Isn't Get it? off my train. Yeah. Other than that, what would it be? Uh, actually, uh, Noxious Mantics also sits there for me. I like that because it always catches people out, especially when you knock Noxious Mantics into an emergency system. Yeah. Filthy plays. <laughs> yeah, I, I love doing that. Yeah, it's so satisfying. I've got a new appreciation for Suntop Monastery. I'm yes. making it a thing. I have a Suntop Monastery deck. Okay. Which has done a lot of damage in one turn. And it doesn't see a lot of love. Like, I've, I've had a lot of fun recently. Like uh, we did on the stream recently, just... Um, Picking cards you don't see played, like a broken dam deck and a force converter deck, and just trying to make something out of them. And I had a lot of fun with, uh, with Suntop Monasteries. Cause, uh, yeah, that'd be really good in wave two with Starstorm. But we're jumping ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Love 
castle and some monastery. Yeah, uh, there must be some tech cards as well. Like, I mean, Phantom Time. Like, it's just those kind of it's my favorite. Not... My favorite cards tend to be the one those most dangerous for us to make because they're <laughs> the ones that are most likely to be broken in some way, uh, but also the most fun to play with. So, like Phantom Time. Like, what can you mm-hmm. mess up with rolling some? Exactly. Backwards? There's always something that the majority of people haven't thought of, and that one person does, and then hmm. Yeah. So that maniacal machine on it. Like machine on a storm shaman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Horrible. Well, then moving forward a little bit, uh, once again, we'll start narrow. Just uh, of these six mythic heroes, who's your favorite? Ooh. I know. I, 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 you know what I'd say? Uh, yeah. Well, um, you can say. Yeah, you go first. Well, I'll, I'll go Ancient. I just got soft spot. It's, it's Ancient for me and then Blacktail. The Ancient, I just, I think the art looks cool. The card looks cool. Just the colors and like how, how it's come together. And then the abilities really neat. I like the alignments because um, obviously water being the superior and the other one being fire and crystal. Uh, it means you get like quite an aggressive deck as well. Like I have a deck here with murky waters, inferno, volcanic eruption, prism kind of mark two. That these are heavy hitters for a myth. Like you know, going across yeah. hasn't taken any potency there. Oh, and obviously you get avalanche off the get go, which is a, a nice card too. Um, couple that with the ability to store water cards instead of discarding and then using the stored cards for buff removal which is quite useful so if I run out of crystal leeches or anything else I've got I can use my played water cards or if you dispel if you remove my buffs my water buffs go underneath them so that's kind of fun the mind games also great there because you can see they have a dispel on the board and like yeah exactly can I bait that out and then, and then it's bad when I'm storing eight cards because like, now he's got two dispels so it's like uh, it's, it's nice to have that flexibility um yeah, and he's just a, uh, yeah, solid all round, and water's a good element to get into. Yeah, and there's a lot of cool crystal cards that come out, like you know, Power Hoarder. It's very uh, useful to have. So yeah, Ancient yeah. and then Blacktail, just because same sort of logic, really. But it's a lot, a lot of fun, especially with the new Lunar cards, to, to pick up not Astral cards, which is obviously relevant to Blacktail being in uh, Air and Lightning as well. I'd probably say, uh, so I think the Mythic I had the most fun with would probably be Zelana, I think. Okay. Uh, like Solano, Solano, it's Solano, fun. Yeah, Solano's got like it's also my favorite art on the it's, cool. and it's an original Mo. The competitors in my head right now are Carnage and Tuskrage. I like I like with Carnage. I just like the the three elements just off the bat. Yeah, it makes like very good to have. They are nice to play together with, and you get Spirit Out, which is super useful for Dread. Yeah, and you like, can use his ability to get Death back on the first go and carry <laughs> with your top corns for cheap. Yeah, like yeah, we. I, mean, I think it's actually your deck. It was a long time ago playing a deck which just brought back the Legion Simulator yeah, straight away. Yeah, first action. Yeah. And then uh, basically just push in all those big four-card combos and protect them with obfuscation. But you know, I, I think I say Solana. All right. And that's not to say we, we don't like Sunhunt the Tuk Tuk just because neither one of us thinks that. I understand yeah. that. You, you, I'm assuming you like to some extent all the cards in the deck that's oh, why yeah, they're yeah, there yeah, like, yeah, so well if it's if you have an easy favor do you do you have uh just a hero you like that's not mythic relgar i had a lot of fun with my deck right here that i have in front of me right now hard planet nishi i okay since you brought her up yeah go for it yeah explain it but uh so part planet nishi is like the effect is very simple it's just your deck may contain six combo cards mm-hmm that's one additional combo on top of the normal 35 cards you have. So you have a, a deck of 36 cards plus the hero. Yeah. Uh, but in this particular case, uh, so just very, very broadly what this does is just playing Party Planet Nishi into Poison, uh, six combos, obviously, 
and then using uh, Swamp Peddlers uh, to deal damage based on how many combo cards are in this card pile. Because <laughs> she can also get one more in there. Yeah. And then you can pull them all back with Storm Calling, right? Uh, yeah, they get. Uh, well, uh, so this one I use a Tornado to get. Oh, this uh, one to get the Swamp Peddlers back again, and then do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, ideal circumstances: nine, 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 ten, ten, ten. Yeah, uh, definitely. I yeah, so uh, so those two uh, are high up there. So, uh, so so Party Planner is currently the only one that can affect the the number of cards in your deck like that, right? Yes. Yep. Do you, do you think we'll be seeing more of that in the future? I I think that might be a possibility. <laughs> I, I I was honestly very surprised that it, that it appeared in Wave Two already. Okay. Yeah. Um. I can't remember. So I think Pathfinder was always a Wave Two card, right? Hmm. I don't remember yeah. it coming forward from the future. But yeah, because again, like it's a it's a it's a strange one to mix up the amount of cards in your deck, mm-hmm. but it's also such an obvious thing to do for Storm. Uh, exactly. Which is play more on combos. It, ex- that uh, does not surprise me at all that it's in Storm. Yeah, it's a it's a simple thing to do. Sure. Uh, easy, understandable, and just plays to the strengths. Yep. I'm still trying to think of another hero. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like Wrathshard recently. Uh, again, card looks cool, but the, the, it's, it's, a, it's a straightforward ability that plays into... Um, into mounting card, well, a lot of cards, obviously, but like, uh, so his is increased damage done on the fourth corner of the bus by one, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound amazing, but over the course of the game, you have three prism cannons, three magma worms, uh, Rick- volcanoes, rickety mines. There's yeah. a, and obviously yeah. ticking combo bus and like flame fist umbron. Flame fist umbron is eleven instead of ten. Yeah, so there's a lot of like little things that you know that trickle up and just eventually sort of like this guy needs to stop hitting me for one, like you know, stop buffing it by one. Especially when you like stubborn Everock, when you have a prism cannon and a magma worm in, in sync on the last corner, it's uh, yeah, it's nasty. It's always <laughs> nice to have heroes also increase it by one, as opposed to just dealing one on the side, yes, because yeah, you get around, yeah. you get around like uh, forge walls and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's yeah, like another one like Nisha, just simple effect, but actually sort of yeah, pays across, pays off nicely across the course of the game if you put a deck that plays into it. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, need a special one for Grim God Hemlock. Uh, Shadow, oh, okay. Shadow Superior, <laughs> and the action is just ability. ability did one damage. Uh, it's uh, it was kind of just oh meh, but people when they saw the card, but it's like, yeah, oh, you don't realize it's really good in Shadow, <laughs> especially with Shade Whirler and uh, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I've got a yeah, it's a Hemlock with Electrial deck. So Electrial <laughs> lets you do another ability anyway, uh, and then you can use Grim Gauge own one damage as the follow up, and then Shade Whirler just extends that. Yeah. Awesome. But you know, you're thinking of Volta. Uh, oh, uh, uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, using Nectarial to get it into Mantic's Volta. And yeah. Mantic's Volta lets you then use another build in the same time. <laughs> uh, and if you have, uh, yeah, if you have Shade Wall in play, then you do Volta. Go for Broke. <laughs> yeah. Volta, Nectarial, and Hemlock on the same time. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so then, final one. You know what's coming. Favorite non hero card from Mythical. This is where it gets very difficult. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's lot, a lot of, good of cards there. ones. I mean, so so swamp peddler would be really like one one is one up there. Like I mean, also like I've also got more attached because so we we opened some booster packs the other day. Uh, <laughs> oh god, you're gonna get this story. And, and basically, uh, so Alan did a, a time, it, yeah. Alan did a time lapse and started. He asked us what cards you're looking for drawing. Okay, I mentioned swamp peddler, and I think Jacob. And Chris had a combined thirteen of them. And I had none. <laughs> <laughs> it was just sad. You just couldn't get it, could you? Uh, oh wow! Yeah. But yeah, I mean that that just comes to mind quickly. Like they are 
the probably some other ones like uh, Vile Breath Creeble. Oh, um, that's a nice one. Yeah. I like simple ones that jump spring to mind. Like Benny said about previous about Phantom Time, like I like some of the fun ones like Bubble Spirits got a unique thing going on for it. Likewise with Stasis Drone. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, Stasis Drone. Catches yeah. people off. So Stasis Drone is your target's rightmost buff is dormant. Yeah. Um, and they need to play a buff to make this one clunk. So they have to make a new buff dormant. So say they play like Nuke, you can Stasis Drone it. Then they need to play buffs to keep it going. Likewise, Bubble Spirits, the rightmost one doesn't rotate. Um, but it still does its thing. I think Benny caught someone out uh, in the office where it was a Soul Trader. Yeah. He rotated it forward. You must have been in time with it, but you rotate, rotate the Soul Trader to the four, and then Bubble Spirit, so it does not rotate. So it oh. constantly hit the other guy for four. Wow. So there's a lot of little fun ones there. Um, but then obviously it's um, kind of bad in Mockdown. Someone plays a Mountain Fork, so then that one doesn't rotate. But you can use an ability to swap it. So that changes the dynamic a bit. Yeah, we had a... So I can't remember who really funny game I can't remember who was in this don't, game. Don't say what you're going to say. Um, I want to say <laughs> on, this was before the Shadow Raids yeah. ban, or while we were discussing the ban for Shadow Raids. <laughs> it's a three player, right? Yes, yeah, so it's a three player game. I think I think it was for uh, TJ. It was TJ. One yeah. of the Toms uh, to on the receiving end of a uh, Shadow Wraith. and then I want to say it was Tom Stockwell, the it other was. Tom, that used Bubble Spear to stop the Shadow Wraith from rotating. Yeah, so TJ has never played the cards anymore. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there are plenty of reasons why Shadow Race is banned. Yeah. yeah that was a funny one. That was a funny one. I want to give yeah. a, a special shout out. Probably one of my most favorite ones. This is um, Creeble Monk. Simple and effective. So, one healing, one healing, two healing, but no hero can use abilities while it's in play. Very nice for countering a lot of obviously obviously uh, ability decks, but also stuff yep. like Flake for Sunbron and Lunar Offering when, a bill of it, when the big ability is coming up. It's just such a nice thing, just as it's about to tick around, become active, you're like, ah, Creeble Monk. So it's uh, quite a nice, like Benny's saying at the start, we think about, like, not holes or places you want to play around with, but that's quite a nice, strong utility card to have in. I think yeah, it would be sport for choice when it comes to that, like, monks and brutes and artifacts. It's like, you, you know, yeah, you're making some difficult decisions, now you've got like, a lot of cool utility. Yeah, simple one is also uh, Chrono Warper. It's up oh, to yeah. main. Uh, three <sighs> healing, rotate another player's action back to his last corner. It's just the the storm shame encounter really and so good for spectre webs because you can rotate and then crazy bomb really nice which uh, will come in handy at the weekend for that guy has infinite old oak spectral web didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, gravity meddler was up there for me so that is a two clunky in gravity obviously and when you defend rotate one of your action buffs one step backwards okay uh, and there's some I know fun why thing. you like that yeah there's some fun <laughs> things you can do with that card yeah one I won't make yet, but I need to come make the deck yep we are definitely going to have a lot of fun with the new wave here. I, I there's so many cards I want, so many decks I want to try out. What, the same question to you. What, what are, is there any ones that stand up from what you have seen? I know you said your exposure is limited, but any <laughs> yeah. standouts? I know if Jacob would hear, he'd be giving you his uh, life story on how much uh, Caribbean Scavenger is worth him. It, it, it's true. I have heard him go on about that for a while, <laughs> but um, I, I I tend to lean towards Storm right now. Uh-huh. And I, I'm I'm so glad to see like every time more storm cards came out, like it, it just got better and better. Windseer stands out as one. Yep. That's gonna be real nice to view your opponent's hand and then return, you know, say that that buff removal or that item yeah. that they had. Or mimicking horror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a virus sure. coming in. Um and the uh, the other one also from Storm that I'm looking forward to is the reflector. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, subject of a very late change. Yeah. If if I'm if I'm reading that correctly, it, it I mean it it only lasts one turn, but yeah. 
it, it can reflect up to eight damage per instance. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if someone has a lot of like if you don't have a lot of t- trickling damage against you, it exactly. rotates it, 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 each one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dave, I was playing against Dave today. He's got a reflect deck where he hit me, hit me back with my prism cannon and magma worm at the same time, uh, and leaving me on two health after that, so I can't. Sort of like a weird I can't version. attack at that point. I just need to stall out. Yeah, it's sort of like a weird version of fire spot to degree, isn't it? Like you think you're yeah. safe, but then someone hits you back harder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a for some time it didn't. So it's an update. It has. We changed that. Was, that was the yeah. first change. Yeah. The yeah. So the second change. Was the worse. very first, very first version of the card was no cap at all. It's just any amount of damage <laughs> to take back. Uh, it could also be increased by your own effects. So if you had a storm shaman out, it would sure. increase the effect damage back up. That was what. Yeah. So that was the second change. That was the second change because someone had a creeper infiltrator out. And then on their go, it hit them for two, but it reflected six. Ooh. So it was yeah. like, this probably shouldn't be increased by anything. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we had a lot of, yeah, because I think it was, yeah, Tom played a lot with reflectors and, uh, yeah, uh, we, like, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of the, uh, the in situ testing kind of is, kind of comes down to people, like certain people focus on different things in the office. Yeah. And, and like you said, like people would see this new card, they're drawn to it and they're like, oh, and then, like Tom spotted that one, we're like, yeah, we need to, that resulted in the change. It's like, uh, see what people gravitate towards. Yeah, it, it became. It's one of those where, like, it's good with as it is. It's good, so let's not have that unpredictable, like, too unpredictable element in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes we've, uh, I mean, with a few cards, we learn a lesson a bit on, like, yeah, let's stay on the cautious side slightly. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Before we start wrapping up here, are, do you have any other thoughts about mythical or anything else that you want to share at this time? Uh, not specifically just to reiterate again as, as Benny mentioned earlier like the print run is ongoing and obviously any community feedback on experience I mean, we, we've tried it a few times well plenty of times uh, and like obviously the experience we feel is much more positive and it's exciting like now to pull a hero and obviously just the hype of the new cards seeing the ones you want and just the new ones in general but um, obviously that's something we can we can iterate quickly on as well we're, like we're very keen on on uh, yeah Chat to everyone and see what people want. Yeah, going so we, yeah, so we want to hear people's feedback on this. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's a big change on report. We want to see what people think about it. Yeah. Uh, for better or worse. Uh, uh, one thing we didn't talk about was the favorite combo cards. It's there true. Are quite a lot of new combos because I don't expect to hear. Oh, I know, I know what I'm going to say. Storm Conjure. Yeah, Storm Conjure for me. Yeah. <laughs> Just because that one thing. <laughs> it was Lunar Offering, Storm Shame, and Umber on Brute for 24 damage. Yeah. So yeah. that is cool. And you thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, I was, I was worried about the healing. And then like, oh, no, no, wait, no, that's, like, that's 24 damage. Isn't I, it? Can, I can do with 11 healing. You like storm came and like, what are you up to? What were you? Um, contra bubble is uh, I do enjoy some contra bubble. Uh, <laughs> contra bubble is nice. Um, I also always have soft spots for some of the red ones, so obfuscation is. What's the other one? Oh, yeah, devour souls in there now. Devour well, souls nice, soul, uh, soul is, is it very good for some dread survivability. That's eight healing and remove one buff. It's caught by Cabbage Scavenger as well? Yeah, because Cabbage Scavenger can catch any defender card, including Devour Soul and Ghostly Grass. Yeah, very, very mm-hmm. cool. Interesting. What's the three carder? Oh, Ritual yeah. Sacrifice. Yeah, Ritual Sacrifice. Uh, obviously, like, a personal favorite also be Tree Top Tribunal. Tribunal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tree Top Tribunal, just because the. So pleased myself. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> If people do want to give you feedback about this set and uh, pack distribution and such, where would be the best place to do that? I'd say any form of social media is obviously good. You can tweet us, tweet the Lightseekers account, or tune into our streams and you get real-time conversation. Yeah, or the the forums, obviously. Yeah, forums. Anywhere you can see us, we'll we'll be reading. Yeah, so Twitter, forums, live streams, anything. 
Okay. And yeah, I, I, I know, um, both of you are f- fairly prevalent on the social media all over the place. Um, do, do you have a, a, a best place to get a hold of you guys personally? Uh, I think Twitter would be the best. Twitter, Twitter definitely for us, yeah. All right. Uh, Sounds good. I, I will definitely include your handles in the show notes. Thank you guys once again for coming on the show. It's been a blast. We'll have to get <laughs> you back on sometime to talk some Wave 2 decks, and uh, we'll Sounds go from good. there. Yeah. All right. Thanks, thanks so much. I hope you guys all enjoy Mythical. Will do. And that's all we have for this week. Big thank you once again to Chris and Benny, not only for creating this game, but for taking the time to join me on this podcast. As I mentioned at the end of the show, all the contact information for Chris, Benny, or Lightseekers, PlayFusion in general, will be found in the show notes for this episode at deliverycrab.com slash 022. PAX East is coming up very quickly. If you want to order any cards, whether it be sealed product or singles, and you want to get them in your hands before PAX East, I highly recommend that you place your orders this week. That's really the only way I can guarantee that you'll have it before you leave for PAX East. However, if you don't know what you want to pick up this week just yet, and you will be attending PAX East, I am once again offering to make deliveries in person at PAX East. So if you are interested in placing an order and you don't mind waiting to get the cards until the convention, just send me a message, whether it be on Twitter or via email or whatever the case may be, and I will give you the details you need to not only place that special order, but then we'll be able to contact each other and arrange a meetup somewhere in Boston. I know this is a very exciting week, not only for me, but for PlayFusion and the community as, as well. And I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Just get to your cards, go have fun with them, build some decks, and we'll talk again soon. But right now, it's time for me to go make some more deliveries.